What's up, everybody? It's episode 85. We'll just start off with this. Um, I suck at being a dealer. I'm just going to throw that right out there. We're going to open it up right there. I'm going to tell you why. But then I'm going to get into the second half of this Friday episode that I suck and I own it. And I know there's going to be, you know, uh, two paths to take there. I could either, either get better at something I suck at. Or I can stop doing it because I know I suck. So let's continue because I'm going to get into somebody that is also at that crossroads. A company that manufactures cards that has to acknowledge that they suck and get better or just stop doing what they're doing. So why do I suck as a dealer? Why am I definitely not a dealer? Had an awesome time last night. Awesome time at Marquee in New York City. Um, eBay event. Got to talk to the eBay folks, folks I met, the National. Um, you know, some really great folks. Um, and, you know, Wax Stars from Reno through the whole event. Had the whole deal, you know. Got to uh, got to say hi to Ken Golden. He's selling some cards for me right now as we speak in the October I guess they call it elite, right? Um, got a nice LeBron in there as the season's about to start. We'll see how it goes. So, uh, so Nat Turner got to talk that Kevin PSA. Um, you know, even opened a sealed box of 1982 Donkey Kong stickers uh, with basketball card guy Nat. Anybody who's around, here you go. Grab a sticker, look for Donkey Kong. And of course, it it today is John Basketball Guys Card Guy's birthday, and he pulled a sticker with Donkey Kong saying happy birthday. I mean, couldn't have planned it better if I tried. Um, so that was pretty fun. And it's just, you know, it's a different stuff. I'm not opening up expensive boxes and pulling credentials. I'm opening a 40-year-old box of Nintendo stickers. And you know, people had fun with it. I even ate a couple pieces of the gum. I was feeling that this morning. I don't recommend that to anybody. 41-year-old gum. doesn't stay gum too long. You kind of chew it, it just disappears. <laughs> Interesting stuff. Um, so why do I suck at it? And how did that lead me to that conclusion? Well, I brought cards. I sold cards. Um, I probably sold them too cheap. I set up a whole, you know, uh, showcase, put cards in it, you know, did the whole, did the whole deal. And... Uh, People come over and say, hey, how much for that? And I would respond, I have no idea. <laughs> what do you mean you have no idea? I'm like, well, it's not that I didn't do the work. It's not that I didn't, you know, comp it. It's just that the, the weird shit that I owned just hasn't sold in forever or there are none like it or no comps out there for me to find, you know, my garbage pail kids and my weird uh, Star Wars one-of-one -one sketch cards and Captain America, you know, cards that were given away at San Diego Comic-Con in 2015. Um, so when, you know, Black Jay Wolf says, how much for those two cards? And I say, I have no idea. Um, you know, it, it, you can't do that, right? Like, if you're going to set up, somebody comes up to your table and says, so what do you want for that? You have to have a price. Otherwise, what are you doing setting up? And, you know, obviously, I wasn't really setting up to, you know, make a killing, I sold some Kobe, um, you know, Jersey Relic PSA 10s. I only owned two of those. I sold both of them. Kid was a Kobe fan. I probably sold them way too cheap. But I'm not a huge Kobe fan. 
Um, you know, I bought them raw and graded them myself. Yes, they were the only two out of the 50 that I graded that actually graded a 10. Um, they were numbered. They're nice, but I, I think this individual will enjoy them more than I did. Um, and that's part of, you know, part of the fun of it, but it doesn't make me a good dealer. I probably should have gotten twice as much money for them. Um, you know, sold a Tom and Jerry card that I paid $40 for. I told the, the buyer, oh, I'll do 30. I'll lose a little money. He reached his pocket, took a 20 out. And I said, okay, that's enough. I'll just take the 20. <laughs> you know, not a, not a recipe for sustained success. Um, you know, but it is what it is. I had a blast, had fun. I also, you know, why I say I'm definitely not a dealer is, you know, I, I have I had some cards with me, you know, and I like walking up to the bar when it's open bar and just getting unlimited Diet Coke. You didn't think I was going to say that, but I only got one soda. I didn't get to eat, you know, because I'm nervous. I'm like, oh, what if somebody comes and asks about one of my cards or, you know, what if I, you know, I don't want to leave my cards by themselves. So it puts me at sort of this crossroad that we discussed here. And it's, um, you know, I have two options. If you suck at something, you stop doing it or you figure out a way to get better. And I guess the first question is, do you want to get better? And my answer is, I don't think I do. <laughs> I don't think I want to be a better dealer. I enjoy going to shows and walking around and saying hi and looking at what people are selling and buying stuff. I, I, don't, I don't love standing behind the table and, you know, wheeling and dealing on cards, especially, you know, Look, some of the kids that are out there, they're killers now. You know, they're looking to buy from you and sell it to the guy next, you know, one table or two tables over. You know, I look at the kids and they're like, oh, I love that. I'm a Kobe fan. And I give them a discount. And they laugh all the way over two tables over and sell that Kobe that they loved for more money than I just sold it to them for. Um, you know, if the definition of being a dealer at one of these shows is – you know, maximizing your profit or squeezing every dollar you can out of a sale to a retail buyer. It's just not, you know, it's not, I don't really even want to do that. Um, there's nothing wrong with doing that. I mean, I sold Black Jay Wolf two cards that I'm sure she has already sold because they were very comic con uh, type of cards. Like I said, one was that Captain America, San Diego Comic Con, and one was, you know, uh, uh, I'll say it wrong. It's like Asuka, Asuka, the uh, Rosario Dawson show that just came out, you know, it was a sketch that was, uh, you know, in the Mandalorian card set that, you know, had created by SGC. Cool one-on-one sketch. I'm sure she has sold it for five times what, <laughs> five times what I sold it to her for. But that's fine because I couldn't get that money because I'm not set up today, tomorrow, and this weekend at Comic Con like she is. She paid at a table. She spent the time there. She transport her stuff there so she deserves to be able to make some money on a card like that um for me it was more like you know people ask me what's the price on that card and i i, I think to myself half the reason that i said i don't know is because i really didn't want to sell it <laughs> you know poor Leighton for vintage breaks asked me about a griffey team leader and you know i try i try to collect those i have a, a pretty decent run i don't have all of them but i have a pretty decent run of griffey team leaders that was a fun insert that i enjoyed starting in 1992 He's like, what about a price on that one? And I'm like, I'll look it up. I'll look it up at the end of the night. He's like, did you look it up? I'm like, no, sorry. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, you know, half of me on the on the commute home, on the train ride home, was saying, you know, there's probably a reason why I didn't give a price. It's because I probably didn't even really want to sell it. You know, it was there. You show it off and, you know, come home with it again and it's still mine. And I was there. It was enough to fill the showcase, right? So 
I learned a little something. I learned a little something about myself there. Um, and, you know, that, that may change. I think, um, you know, my son wants to set up a shows. I think he wants to, you know, put his cards out and wheel and deal. He really does enjoy, you know, moving his cards, swapping the inventory, you know, taking cards that he has that have gotten a little stale in his inventory and turning them into something else that's more of a dealer mentality. And you see him at shows kind of, you know, in the back rooms with other kids, making deals, making trades, selling cards, um, you know. So maybe in that regard, I might do something like that. But, uh, you know, I like giving stuff away. You know, there were no kids at this event because it was 21 and over, but I still brought cards. I gave Black Jaded Wolf some stuff to give away to kids uh, at Comic-Con, some Pikachu cards and some Iron Man cards and stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't want to make it sound like it was, it was an amazing event. I mean, <laughs> Marino, can't thank you enough. I mean, it's pretty cool to see, you know, Cage Lawyer, like, up in lights, like on a on a board on a screen behind the DJ, you know that, that's that's it's cool stuff. I appreciate that, and you know to be able to say hi and chat for a few minutes about the hobby with the guys from PSA and the guys from um, you know Ken, you know Ken stopped by, and you know the guys from Skybox Store, the guys who run a bunch of shows. I mean, just you know a, a who's who, um, you know of hobby, you know folks. Josh from PC, folks that have been on bagels, you know, redeem bagels and wax. People have been on the show several times. People from Panini there, people from, you know, from all, all walks of the industry around. And it was, you know, it was fun to kind of hang out and rub elbows. Would have liked to have gotten a, another Diet Coke. So that leads me to my final Friday opening before my birthday. My birthday, uh, you know, depending on when you listen to this, you might be listening to this on my birthday. My birthday is Saturday, the 14th. That's it. A little happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to Kate. I'm officially old. You guys already knew that. Um, so Friday opening, Friday the 13th. And, uh, you know, kind of open some stuff with Ian. He wasn't able to go last night. He was trying to print the fake ID off of his phone. Rudolfo um, Laspari from Palermo, Sicily. I didn't think he would pass for it, but that was the ID that he found in the comments. What movie? Don't look it up. Let's see if you actually know it. What movie? Rodolfo Laspari, Palermo, Sicily. Anyway, so, uh, you know, I got to open cards. I got to hang out. It's, a, it's our Friday tradition, a tradition that we've been doing for years now, since before I had this podcast. Opening these cards. Oh, he says the fake idea that he just walked over. He says that that one, Rodolfo Laspari, didn't work. He was trying to print this one. He was going to be McLovin. There it is, a little Hawaii McLovin. Thanks, buddy. From McLovin in Honolulu. Date of birth, 6-3-1981. You want to go outside? This is your friend out there? It's dark. Ask that parent there. You know? So here's the fun, right? Today is opening day, right? It's, it's, it's opening day. And there's a lot of releases that came out this week. So let's – it was an all-fanatics day. It was all tops today. Okay, Tops Update came out this week. I got Bowman Platinum came out this week and Bowman Chrome University Football, which I was I was the most excited about that one. Because at the price point, I was excited about what we could pull in that box, right? So I'll tell you the story as we open We opened up a box of Tops Update. Can't really complain. It was a hobby box, right? So you get one relic or one auto, and we got an auto, which, you know, that's rare in those hobby boxes. Um, but... 
we opened up a stadium club box recently also ian and i when that came out and our auto was Daryl strawberry which is not exactly the autograph kid wants to get um but you know it's not the worst thing in the world it's not a you know a dick sporting good relic of someone we don't care about you know Daryl strawberry won a world series here with the, with the mets in 86 actually played with the yankees for a little while made an appearance as a cartoon in a simpsons episode strawberry hit me a homer um so you know, we were happy to get an auto, but when it was Daryl Strawberry again, you know, you get a 10-year-old kid opening cards. I know it's little Timmy, blah, blah, blah. It wasn't an expensive box. I get it. But said, what's with the Daryl Strawberry? And I tried to explain to him, you know, you know maybe Daryl needs some money. I, I don't I don't know, you know, but he obviously tops has him, you know, signing a lot of stuff. And, uh, you know, so anyway, I, I don't know why Daryl could use money. But we have a Daryl Strawberry one. It's a bad auto. Like, Penn is, like, skipping and, like, all over the place. So that was our autograph. But at least, you know, look, you know what you're getting into with that, right? Tops update, a lot of debuts of the same guys you had crappy autos of already, you know, the same guys. They left out, you know, anything really chase-worthy. You know, Dominguez wasn't in it. And, you know, we got an auto. I think I have a jumbo box waiting for next week's open. That'll probably be it for me with Update. And Update's a product that in years past I had open cases of. So you always got something good. It was had a good rookie in there. It was something decent in there. I guess they're saving some of the good stuff for Chrome Update. You know, um, those you know patch cards and you know the MLB debut cards are supposed to be in there. So I guess we'll see that. That brings me to the box of Bowman University Chrome. And let me tell you, this box could have been great. It, it really could have been fantastic. Um, you know, I told Ian going in who we were looking for was, for, you know, Shader Sanders. We were looking for, uh, you know, um, Marvin Harrison Jr. And we were looking for, you know, there's two autos in a box. And the price point's pretty good, you know? I mean, so I will tell you, not disappointed in the box, right? Not disappointed in the box because we got a Marvin Harrison the first Bowman green out of 99. I'll grade that. That's a, that's a nice car. And we got a Sanders, I think, numbered to like 399 or 499 Purple, I think it was. So we got the two guys that I was looking for in there. Obviously, we didn't, we didn't get a single Caleb uh, Williams one, not, not, a, not a base card, nothing. We got two autos. One was crappy. But then we pulled a Bo Nix auto, which, I mean, come on, that's your Oregon quarterback. You know, there it is right there. And I hold it like that, and you've got to be excited until I go like this. Can you see that? Can you see at that point right there how it has like a 45-degree bend in it? And as I turn it around, I'll try to catch the light. What you're going to see on that is it looks like Bo, while signing it, maybe put his elbow on it because there was a huge crease that goes from here all the way up and across the entire card, and then a second jumbo-sized crease that goes the other way across the card and up here the whole way on the card and that's not even it look at the bottom corner over here it's mangled i mean it's i mean it's bent up like crazy and yeah you know, i mean i get it you know i mean you're gonna sign a bunch of cards maybe maybe bo sent this back like this maybe it got damaged in the tops what, what was amazing about it it wasn't a damaged pack because the um the sanders card was the card directly behind this one in the pack and that's in great shape so this was inserted into the pack, basically bent in half. I mean, I'm, uh, 
I'd love to, you know, give you a better way of looking at this, right? I don't have, but yeah, there you go. You can see with the light. I mean, look, the creases across this whole car. It's just mangled. You know? Look at this. So, I mean, and this is a numbered refractor auto of Bo Nix. Would have been a really nice box. And then you have this. And, and you know, how does, how does Fanatics allow this? How does Tops allow this out of their factory when, you know, I know they have a quality assurance department. I mean, look at this card here. Look at, look at, there's a huge crease over here too, just completely bent up. And I, where do they say, oh, you know what? They'll just be happy. Look at the whole front of the card. It's like a big nail imprint in there. Look at that. You know, so I'll probably keep this because the funny part is I don't even know how to, uh, we're at contact tops and be ignored. Like I wouldn't even know how to get this, in fact, we're going to keep it, and it'll just be another story. This is this will be like the one-of-one one we pulled. It'll be, hey, remember that Bo Nix time? We thought we had that great box, and it turned out that the card was, you know, just mangled and destroyed. There you go. So finished opening that. Look at that. Just completely straight through the whole card. You could just see it. We finished that. We had a little bit of dinner. And, you know, I felt bad. So I said, you know what? Let's open that third box. Let's open the Bowman Platinum, right? We got a gold Suzuki the last time we opened that last year's product, and we had a gold uh, uh, Brett Batty. So that's some good luck. The two autos, I couldn't tell you who they were. I don't know who they were. They're not like first autos, but I don't think you really even have first autos in this. Um, you know, two guys I've never heard of. We'll put them aside, and you know, maybe they turn into something. But 20 packs. And what we noticed from the first pack on was that every top card and every bottom card in every pack was damaged. Now, here's a problem, right? These cards are very shiny, right? They're very, very shiny cards. Um, so they're going to be condition sensitive. But, you know, when you open a pack and you get Mike Trout on the top of it and, you know, you're already disappointed because look at the corner. I mean, like, look at that. Right, look at how this card—it's—it's basically chipping already along the whole edge here, like a like a PMG. This bottom corner, look at that. Look at just how—I mean, it's just bent like crazy. I just opened this pack moments ago. It wasn't coming on here to talk about the event, but instead, look at this. So I show you this just because I mean, Otani was just like this on the top of the pack. You know, the autos, the middle of the pack. They were okay. I mean, no card in the entire box 20 packs was in mint condition. They all had some sort of edging issue, you name it. But the top and bottom card of every pack was was really messed up. So what's funny about it is here I said I'm going to open this second box, third box of the day, because, you know, I felt bad. My son got a damaged card, and we open a box where every card is damaged. So, oh. Not for pity, not for, oh, woe is me. Obviously, he is in a position where he, with me, gets to open three boxes of cards. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there who don't get to do that. And trust me, I'm mindful of that. But I bring it up because at the end of the third box, he knows I have more stuff. And he says, maybe we shouldn't open cards anymore on Friday. Now, we've been opening boxes since before Fanatics bought Tops. <laughs> We've been opening boxes for years. I think he was six years old when we started. He's 10. He's going to be 11 soon. Every Friday. 
every single Friday. And you do it because when well, we do it, you know, it was great during COVID. It's something to do, something to take your mind off of it. You know, you got crazy stuff going on in the world right now. That, you know, the school keeps sending emails about what's going on in the Middle East and, you know, that there's, there's uh, you know, therapy available for the kids and all the resources they have. And I say, here's my therapy. It's cardboard. You know, I mean, it's been my therapy since I was a kid also. So it could be the same. You can share that a little bit for cards. But to open them up and, and have a kid do whatever, that's sort of what this is for, right? Especially the type of stuff I'm opening, right? Just your tops, taps, and that kind of stuff. To have the kids say, maybe we shouldn't do this anymore. Is that really what you're looking for if you're the company manufacturing these cards? You know, forget about all the other criticism you're going to get all day about the Dick Sporting Goods first stitch that's coming from the fanatic. You know what? I don't even care about that, right? You, you know, that we're used to it. We're used to this This piece is not from an event, not from a this, not from that. You know, we get it. You're not going to be, you know, ripping up game used stuff. It's going to be hard for you to get autos. It's going to be redemptions. That was the new normal. We're all used to it. But at least, at least, the stuff you can control, right? The stuff you can control on mass-produced items. I think it would have been better if I got a crappy auto than getting this and having that roller coaster of emotion of, wow, we finally we got a good auto. And then to look at it and say, well, what the heck am I supposed to do with this thing? You know, what where <laughs> like, what do I do with this now? That you can control. You can control the quality assurance. You can control what cards get inserted in your packs. This you can control. You know, maybe don't make a card like this. I mean, this was just released this week. The box is in perfect shape. The cards in the middle are great, but look at this. I mean, do you need better packaging? Do we need better printing? I mean, does it matter? And then that's how you conclude, right? That's how we end our Friday episode. I did the happy hobby. You guys you guys can get a little non-happy hobby. Oh, oh. I started this off by saying I'm definitely not a dealer and that I suck as a dealer. And that that brings me to a crossroads of I either stop doing it or I work to get better at it. And I think the card company, specifically for today's example, Tops, is at that same crossroad. But I don't think they look at it like they have the same two choices that I have. My choices were either I work to get better or I stop doing it. I think there's a third option for a company like Tops under Fanatics that has all the licenses, all the money in the world. And that is to not get better and still keep doing it. Because morons like me, next Friday, will go into my LCS and buy more of this junk. So I have nobody to blame but myself. Happy birthday to me. I hope you enjoyed it, guys.